O Lord God, our Father which art in heaven, we look to thee for only thou art able to give good gifts. Every good gift comes from thee. And so we plead that thou bless unto us thy good and holy word. In Jesus' name, Amen. We'd like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in Luke chapter 3, chapter 8. And it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. And when much people was gathered together, and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit an hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He that had ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, and then cometh the devil, and take it away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among the thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, Keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. No man, when he had lighted a candle, covered it with a vessel or put it under a bed, but set it on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Take heed, therefore, how ye hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. 
and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. I've read up to verse 18. Let us arise for prayer. <clears throat> Truly our Father which art in heaven, except thou givest, we cannot take. Except thou blessest, we are not blessed. And so we plead, O Father, that thou look upon us as we are gathered here, and that thou give out of thy abundance, O Lord, out of thy good will, for Jesus' sake, O Lord, for we recognize we have no merit of our own. And we admit that we are weak, that we fail, that we need thy forgiveness, that Jesus Christ in his intercession, O Lord, for us, has to bring us to thee, O Lord, wherever we fail. Help us, dear Father. And as we are gathered here now, dear Father, about the Holy Word, as we have sung, O Lord, to receive thy word, and to let the light of thy word shine in our innermost hearts to reveal, O Lord, what is there. Thou knowest, thou seest, and thou art able to reveal unto us, O Lord, things that displease thee, that need to be rid of, O Lord. And whosoever is not willing to let that light shine here on earth in the heart and deal with what it reveals, O Lord, will also not be able to see thee in glory face to face and be like thee, O Lord. Thy word declares unto us so much, O Lord, so much light is given unto us. Go unto us if we disobey. Do thou look in favor upon us, O Lord, beginning right here for the one that is to proclaim, O Lord, that admits his weakness, admits his helplessness, except thou dost give, dear Father, to everyone from the oldest to the youngest, dear Father, those that have walked faithfully many years and are in the evening of their light and look forward, O Lord, to depart, O Lord, in the hope of Christ Jesus. And those that are young and still full of energy and want to do many things in their life and nothing seems to be impossible to them and as they need to find out, O oh Lord, how really frail we are and it's by thy grace, grace alone that we stand. In thy goodness, deal thou with us. We are mindful of the sick, of the suffering, O oh Lord, be with them. Those that especially that cannot gather, dear Father, they are hindered. Be with them and supply their need. Reveal thyself as a God that is not limited at all for what God says, O Lord, will be the Lord God Almighty who is pleased to have his gospel still proclaimed in this time. A time of great confusion where many say, here is Christ, there is Christ, the Lord. Where people go for the crowds and, and the entertainment that comes with it, dear Father, but also there are those that still want the truth, O Lord, that need it, that feel that they cannot have it except in Thee, and that plead and ask and want, O Lord, be that merciful unto them, and may they find the truth in our midst, O Lord, the undiluted truth proclaimed here and lived 
as a witness. And that may thy word cut anything that displeases from us, O Lord, as we are in thy presence. We pray for the government, for the city, dear Father, that we may be able to continue to gather in quietness and even <clears throat> in this place of worship that is being prepared. <clears throat> but most of all, that thou mayest dwell in our midst, O Lord, for thou <clears throat> art pleased to dwell in the hearts that have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But they are also pleased to dwell in the midst of, of thy children, dear Father. And this promise we claim that we are gathered here more than two or three and that I'll be in our midst. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The word that we read just has its fulfillment even now. The word that is sown. The word that comes from God. The word that was in the beginning and through which all things that are created were created. And then the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory, the word says, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came with Jesus Christ. Now unto us is the gospel preached. We have heard it, and it's still being preached. And what we do with it makes the whole difference. Makes the whole difference. At the end of the parable he said, He that had ears to hear, let him hear. How many times did we hear the gospel? Each one of us, including myself. How many times did I hear the word? And perhaps even memorized it and knew it, even discussed it with others. But unless, unless we took action on it, unless I took action on it, it was no benefit to me. Rather, it was a great liability for everyone that hears the word of God and does not respond to it is going to give account for it. Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to judge. The world is already judged. I came to save. But the word that I speak, the same will judge those that hear it on that day. It will judge. And it's for us to choose. It's for us to choose how we will respond to the word. And how we respond to the word will make the difference. And <clears throat> parables are given. Jesus said here that that they hear and will not understand. But those that want to understand, those that did continue with Jesus and, and then would understand it, what he meant by it. And unto us it's given that it's plainly written here, the parable and the interpretation of it. Yet, how many are willing to respond to it? How long does it take for people to respond to it including myself, but it's only when we respond to it will we benefit. As we go through the parable here, the sower went forth and I guess it, it, some of these things become more and more difficult to understand because nowadays in our 
mechanized world when things are done just at a push button, the, the sowing, the plowing, the reaping, so people may not understand that, don't remember how it was done. But I still remember sowing like this. The sower went forth and he had the seed and he threw it. Now a skilled sower would be able to uniformly cover the ground. After we built our house, we had to seed grass and I had to seed. And and again, it, it showed how uniform the seed was when the grass came up. But how much more the wheat that it be nicely spread out. And in doing so, to cover all the ground and to be even a little bit generous, to cover even the edges. And it says, some fell on the wayside. And it wasn't begrudged. You know. The word is freely sown. It's freely sown, abundantly, I dare say. Every Sunday here, during midweek, whenever we come together and speak about the word, it's being sown. Some fell by the wayside. It was exposed. When you sow seed, you got to cover it. If it's not covered, the birds come and pick it up. And so it is when the word is sown and we don't receive it. It's uncovered. It's just there. We walk out of here and it's forgotten. We were perhaps occupied with thoughts, you know, concerns that we have. That's why it's, it's beneficial when we come together to hear the word of God that we calm down or even as we practice now to sing before service, to sing, to get in the state of mind, to occupy ourselves with these things and not the distractions that this life offers. And it's, you know, you would ask a person like that, what was said? Oh, it was a good sermon. What was said? Didn't know. And that does not happen just to old people. When something interests you, when something speaks to you, you are going to remember it. You're going to remember it. If you take interest in in the word as it is being heard, you're going to remember it. Those were by the wayside. Some fell on a rock. And I must say, from what I see and hear and read, a lot of it is being sown on the rock in these days. A lot. There's quick responses. The gospel made simple. Accept Jesus Christ. And that's it. And the Apostle Paul, I just read it, Today, this morning, when he spoke to the elders of Ephesus as they met him at Miletus, he says, I did not withhold anything that was profitable unto you, but have preached everywhere repentance toward God and faith in Christ Jesus. Now, the first part of that is so neglected nowadays. So neglected. It's believe in Christ Jesus quickly received 
And as it is with the rock, those that have a garden, <coughs> now where, where it's rocky ground, it warms up first in spring. It warms up first. And things grow quickly. Come up. But then the, when the heat of the day comes, when the, as, as spring progresses, they dries out. Has no depth of root. Oh, the weeds, as we're going to speak later, they sure do much better. <coughs> but those on shallow ground that quickly receive, and sad to say, it seems to happen also in our fellowship, there are those that are taken up, and everybody is so glad about them, so encouraged. And then shortly after that, they leave. What happened? What did they believe? What did they promise? Sad to say it happens. It happens. Was there a true repentance? It's doing repentance where used to be the expression that he used to say, dig deep. And it was not uncommon when somebody wanted to <coughs> be baptized and they questioned him and and found him that he was not real ground. He says, dig deep. That was an expression, a common expression. The dig deep. Deeper. And uh, what, what? It wasn't handed just on a platter to them readily, all the answers. No, dig deep. Here's the word of God. Ask God. Learn to ask God. Learn to search. Don't expect just everything be handed to you. And those that dug deep, it took sometimes time. And unless they did dig, they waited, they waited. Didn't make any progress. But it was very important to dig deep. Dig deep. Because shallow ground is not going to bring fruit. And some fell among the thorns and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And the explanation that Jesus gave, and that which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard and go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no forth fruit of perfection. And that is the great temptation in the time of ease that we live in. Even if we have begun right, it is a temptation that is going to be with us as long as we are here, especially in times of ease, in times of plenty, in times of pleasure. Times of pleasure. How much, how much are we about the Lord's business? And how much do we think is Oh, our business. Or is this supposed to be all of it the Lord's business? The scripture doesn't begrudge us some of the enjoyments that we have here. In one part it says, He has given us all richly to enjoy, but let's not forget the purpose why we are here. Saved by grace, yes, but saved under good works. 
saved to be busy in the Lord's vineyard. How much effort do we put in, in our work just for the extras that are not necessities? Just for pleasure. I dare say way more. If it was just the effort to make a living, it would be much less. We would have plenty of time for the Lord's business. The cares, the cares, and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. You know, cares, yes, there are cares and some things we should care for. Yeah, we want our children to have a good education, yes. But how important is it? Whenever I hear that some young one is sent away because there's so much better school over there, but there's no church. And experience tells us often they won't return. How important is it? How necessary it is for us to get the very best school and neglect and expose ourselves to danger. Or the best house, or the car, or whatever it is that we put a lot of emphasis on, and when it comes to the giving for the Lord, then we begrudge it. Then we say, oh, 10%, that's in the Old Testament, yeah, yeah, oh, let's give 10%. How about the time and the effort? Do we just give money and say, well, that's it now, I have done my part? When there is so much need, so much need. We don't have to look far. We don't have to go to other countries. Right here. Much need. But in order to know the need, there has to be a close fellowship. Close in the sense of closeness. Has to be in order to know what our aches and pains are and encourage one another. And when the world sees that, they first of all will acknowledge, yes, they are Jesus' disciples. They may not agree with what you proclaim, but they will acknowledge it. By this the world shall know that you are my disciples. And those that seek for the truth, they will, will want to be a part of it. They will want to be a part of it. <clears throat> the cares of this world, the riches and the pleasures, and when we enjoy things, are we so consumed by the pleasures? Do we get even into, into depth, depth perhaps just because we want to enjoy something? You know, there used to be, in the past, the teaching is you work in anticipation of reward. Now it's borrow because you want to enjoy it now. Children used to be taught that hard work is rewarded. Hard study is rewarded, and so forth. Now, this idea of trusting that there will be a reward later on. Now it's more here and now, and if I don't get it, it's mine, I should have it. That's already, that's how many are raised nowadays. He that had ears to hear, let him hear. And that's how we can understand then <coughs> when he said at the end of what we read, take heed therefore how you hear. 
For whosoever hath ears to hear, to him shall be given. I added here something. But, or whomsoever hath not, hath not ears to hear, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. And we are the ones that are going to lose out. The word continues to be preached till the Lord shall return. The Lord said, Work while it is day, for the night comes when no man can work. Do we believe it is still the day? Is the word being proclaimed? Are souls still being touched by the word and come? I believe so. It's still a time of grace. It's a time of grace and we live in a time of ease. <clears throat> I just have been reading recently a family account of those that have gone through great difficulty and persecutions in the past. People that we know. And it, it, it just brings really home the importance to make good use of the time that we live in. We have rights. We demand rights here. Oh, this is such a common word now. Rights. And it's stressed the individual rights. It's stressed by the laws and, 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 and institutions and, and good things that we had. They get overthrown and changed because they are challenged by people that demand their rights under the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. And in the process... Society is being destroyed. Families are being destroyed. Now the devil is attacking the families. There are laws passed to prevent those that want to follow the Bible to bring up their children that way. They are being hindered already. Hindered. When is the time going to come when, when we will not be allowed by the law to pass our fate on to our children. That's not an uncommon thing. It has happened. You read what happened in Romania, in, 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 in Russia, and so forth. Oh, you were under their constitution, you were allowed to have religious freedom, but you were not allowed to tell others about it. And, you, and, and in some places, you were not allowed even your children. No, no, no one that was of age could actually join uh, <coughs> a group of believers. No. And you, if you look at the laws, they're heading that way. Then what will become when we have such an excellent education but neglected to strengthen and to pass on those things that we firmly believe and hold to our children? There are going to be peerless times ahead. It doesn't take much to figure what, what's going on. <clears throat> but there is also encouragement, plenty of encouragement in the Word of God. <clears throat> it says the Lord knows His own and knows how to keep them. Now, to trust the Lord. To walk in the times of ease, in the times of plenty, to walk obediently, the Lord will keep them also. But let no one be deceived that he can take, take it easy and expect when the times, the really tough times come, 
that they are going to be able to, to stand. Work out your soul salvation in fear and trembling. And, and in the times, learn all to stand and be able to stand. There are plenty of warmth. But the Lord is greater than all of the things that may come along. And if you, if you read the faithful witness of, of those that have walked obediently, the past century accounts, and we see how the Lord works to keep those. And it's the responsibility, I believe, of those that have gone through those things who are about to pass on to the next life to pass on also their experiences. And I'm ever glad when I see somebody's willing to put the effort in to record those experiences and pass them on to the next generation and the next generation, and even those that may not be related are encouraged by reading those things. Let's make good use of it. May the Lord bless his word. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. May he add what is lacking. Him belongs all praise. Amen. <clears throat> the word faith is not a popular word nowadays. People in general look down on people that say by faith or faith, they have faith. Some people get very upset if you say you have faith. And then there are those which claim faith and say faith alone. But faith without fruits are dead. John, uh, James says, faith without works are dead. When people came to John the Baptist and they just came to look, to hear what he was saying, but not act on it, he told them, bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. So faith produces fruit. First, faith produces the fruit of repentance, the right fruit. And afterwards, when you have been born again, again it, it produces fruit, the fruit of the Spirit that pleases and honors God. So we see faith produces something. And if it doesn't produce, then it's a dead faith. And we have to be careful that we don't fall into that. For those that begin, that they don't bypass the gospel that preaches repentance and then faith in Christ Jesus. And for those that walk by faith, that it produces the right fruit. <clears throat> say, well, I haven't got faith. You know, how can I? But ask God. Ask God. I had to ask God for faith. When the Pharisees argued with Jesus Christ, says, what you say, or what right you have, and so forth, they said, if you do the will of my Father, you will know what doctrine that is. If you do, then you will know, you will have faith. So start with the things that you know you should be doing already, and you will get more faith. You will get more faith. In so many parts of the scripture, Jesus emphasizes the, the response to it. The foolish man 
that built upon a rock, he heard, that didn't build on a rock, he heard but didn't do. So unless you respond to it, you won't get anywhere. May the Lord add what has been lacking so that everyone may have received the portion that he needs to continue on. To him be all the honor and glory. Amen. This concludes our service.